Hi, everyone. Welcome back to I'm Still Growing. So this is our second episode of our first season. Um, in our last episode, Mia and I talked about, we talked a lot about body image and body perception. So kind of as like a follow-up episode this week, we wanted to talk about our perceptions of ourselves outside of our bodies. Yeah, um, and I think when it comes to self-esteem and, and just confidence in how you view yourself, I think a lot of the times the roots of the problem are usually lie like within you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more about how you view yourself internally than even externally at all. Yeah. Because you could look exactly the same Mm -hmm. and just have a different relationship with yourself and and view yourself with different eyes. Yeah. Um, So I thought, I think it's really important that we also touch on this. Mm -hmm. And I think... You know, why don't we start off by going back in time like we did last time? <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of explaining a little bit about our past when it comes to, like, sense of self. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. Why not? Um, so I grew up being very, very avoidant of my feelings mm-hmm. and not in a way that was, like, you know, it, it, when you think of someone who, who feels like, who seems like they're avoidant, it's like, you feel like they just don't, they're emotionless. But I was kind of the opposite, like whenever I would have mm-hmm. a chance to let it out. Like I remember being 11 or 12 and going going to these bar and bar mitzvahs and whenever the slideshow would come on, like I would start hysterically crying, Aww. which is just, it's super cute in theory, but it was just not like a sensitive child. Yeah, I, I think I was just like holding in a lot. Um, and I was very kind. I've always been really kind and I pride myself in that, but it it was to a point where I think I would, you know, place others happiness over mine Mm. just for the sake of like wanting to please them and be nice and, you know, which I think is a very, very normal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but that definitely affects the way you view yourself because when you're catering to other people, you forget to think about yourself. Yeah, you're not prioritizing like yeah, your own emotions. A hundred percent. So I think I grew up just not ever telling people how I felt. And and it's so interesting because I'm someone, I'm kind of like the advice giver. I feel like people come to me and ask me questions and things like mm-hmm. that. And so it's not like I'm avoiding emotions entirely. I'm just avoiding, I was avoiding my own. Yeah. Yeah. I can like relate to that. I've always been a really sensitive person. I feel like I always have hated the fact that I can't control, like, when I cry. Like, I've cried in, like, really embarrassing situations (laughs) Like what? Like, having, like, a meeting with someone at their office, like, and just, like, not being able to contain my emotions. And I always resented it. Mm -hmm. And I think once I got a little bit older, I'm like, this is so unprofessional that you can't control, like, when you cry. You're, like, crying in front of, like, a teacher in school or something. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, like, you can't hate yourself for, like, crying. Like, you know what I mean? That's Like, we we as humans wouldn't be able to cry if we weren't supposed to. Right. Um, And I think I always resented how sensitive I was as a kid. But now that I'm, like, older and I guess I'm an adult, um, it's something I, like, respect about myself and am almost grateful for. I'd rather be sensitive and emotional than, like, completely detached and, right. like, emotionless. Um, But, yeah, just, like crying and say or like if like there's someone at school that you really don't want to cry in front of or something and you just like can't control it but it's like at the end of the day I would rather be that kid than be someone who's like 
cold or something, you know, not that people who don't cry are cold, but like, I think as I've grown older, I've come to appreciate being in touch with my emotions. Emotions can be really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just figuring out like how to navigate them and where to place them. Um, But I think like when I was young, I mean, I, I definitely like always want to be someone who say someone was like, oh, like, what is Megan like? I want people to be able to be like, she's a kind person. That's super important to me. And I think, like, I've gotten a little bit lost in that throughout my life because I think, like, sometimes when you're in school, you just want to, like, fit in. Not that I would ever be, like, purposefully mean to someone, but I think I would, like, filter who I was and maybe not always hold myself to the standard that I wanted to because I just wanted to like fit in I definitely felt the same way yeah it almost felt like in my high school it was like it's like probably sounds horrible but it was almost like the bitchier you were the more you fit in Mm -hmm. like the more people liked you and I just like I think when I first got to high school and I was like a freshman or sophomore I was like really like trying to like fit myself into that mold and then as I got a little bit older I'm like fuck this I don't like who I am when I'm like around some of these people why am I like filtering myself like I shouldn't have to filter who I am like on the inside in order for like these people to like like me or like think I'm cool or something like that's so stupid and so I think I look back on times in my life and I'm like I was never like mean because that's just like not who I think I am as a person but like I wasn't being myself all the time and it does make me like sad yeah I think that's the root of it like a you know censorship a little bit I for me it was the complete opposite really I was I I mean in high school I still like I can't get over this because it was one of the nicest compliments ever but it's just just to give you an example like I got I think I got like friendliest or nicest like superlative my senior year yeah that makes sense um (laughs) So I was, I had the opposite. Like I was too nice Mm. and all of it was authentic. Like I always enjoyed like being kind to people, getting to know people, you know, it's so much easier to be nice than it is to be mean. Like I feel like, I don't know when you were bitchy in high school, like, did you like that? Well, okay, wait, let me clarify something. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Let me clarify. Okay. I don't think I was like bitchy in high school. Okay. I don't think I was. I think I, I hung out in like. Uh, the circles a bitchier circle (laughs) um but I no I I don't look back on high school and I'm like I was a bitch that would like make me feel horrible I always like I always wanted to treat people with kindness yeah in middle school it's funny because this guy in my grade who I was like friends with told his mom he's like oh yeah Megan's like the nicest of the bitchy girls (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it was kind of that it's like well, that's another thing is I like once you get to high school, it's like there are so many people who don't know you, at least where I yeah. went to high school. It's like you kind of come from your middle school. Those people know you, but all these other you people are, are like strangers. Yeah. And so that's the thing is I think like I would often have classes with people and I could tell that when they got to know me, I was different than like wh- how they thought I was going to be. Oh, you were different. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in like a cringy way, but like I think like they I think some people were probably like, oh, she is a bitch because of who she like the kind of like 
circle that she's in. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to say everyone in the circle I was in was mean. It was just, like, the, the aura that yeah. it gave off, kind of. So then I think once people got to know me, they are like, oh, Megan's actually, like, a kind person <laughs> who, like, cares about me. Like, right. you know? And so, like... I think, like, once I came to college, I was, like, enough with that shit. Like, I only want to, like, be authentic. Like, I want to be, like, myself around everyone. And if people don't like that, then that's fine and we don't have to be friends. But, like, I don't want to give – I don't want to give off a false, you know, idea to people of who I am because of who I surround myself with. Right. 100%. No, it's funny because I had to learn to be a little bitchier in college. (laughs) You know, like, the term bitch, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't hate it. I, I don't love it. It's yeah. not... It can also mean, like, different things. Yeah. I like. And I think it can be empowering. It can be, like, funny. Yeah. You know, I, it's... <clears throat> there's so many... It's just such an interesting word. I actually, like... I, one of my friends, she wrote an entire essay on the word bitch. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to read that. Yeah. That's it was actually really good. Um, but, no, for me, it, it, it's interesting because you can always argue, like kindness is everything Mm -hmm. which is true you know um that's what carries people yeah but kindness can be too much sometimes Mm -hmm. and there's also a difference between kindness actually not the difference sorry let me rephrase myself there is such thing as kindness with boundaries Mm -hmm. and what i mean bitchiness like learning how to be bitchier is to set boundaries yeah and you know for someone who didn't usually do that I had to grapple with the idea of being a bitch, mm. um, which now I'm proud of. Like now I, so let's maybe we can like fast forward a little <laughs> bit. Um, I started in my senior year of high school, um, COVID 2020. I started therapy, mm-hmm. um, and I did it intensively, like an, an intense amount of therapy for like two, two years. Like mm-hmm. now I don't really go as much. I go every once in a while. Shout out to my therapist. who's <laughs> the best ever. Um, but in, in that time period, I realized the importance of standing up for yourself. Yeah. And standing up for yourself does not mean that you have to be mean. No. You can do it. like you can do it with kindness you can set boundaries with kindness it's a really hard thing to do it's and that was such a struggle for me yeah because you know even in friendships and things like that I'm so lucky you know all of my friends from high school and my college friends like I mean my college friends less because I was really like coming out of that by the time that I met them Mm -hmm. at first it was like wow you know um because when you're so nice all the time and all of a sudden you say no people are shocked people are shocked yeah Yeah. and I'm so lucky that instead of them being like what the hell like you're crazy they always were like I'm so impressed I'm like proud of you I'm proud of you Uh, and and it just I ever since then since I've been able to set boundaries for myself and be kind at the same time Mm -hmm. you know it's been hard like because I always like double you know, you always have that urge yeah. to kind of let people walk on you. I always and I'll always look back, you know, and be like, "Oh, was that bitchy?" Like I'll mm-hmm. start to feel like overanalyze it. Yeah, I'll start to I'll start to feel guilt whenever mm-hmm. whenever I stand up for myself, which is something I still. Well, I think that's also part of being through. a sensitive person. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're very aware of other people how they feel about you. Yeah, definitely. I just think it was one of these things that brought me so much confidence Mm -hmm. the fact that I could carry myself 
be nice to people and also still feel like I'm protecting myself mm-hmm. to, to not be taken advantage of was just one of the greatest gifts yeah. I could ever give to myself. And, and it's something that other people noticed in me. Like I remember my best friend, maybe one of the nicest things anyone has ever told me. Mm-hmm. After a year, maybe a year and a half of therapy, she's like, Mia, like I'm so proud of you. You, it, it's so weird. You carry yourself differently. Like I can tell, like I can't even tell exactly where this is coming from, but you, she you walk it. differently. Wow. You talk differently. You stand differently. Like, wow. Because setting those boundaries just brought such an intense amount of self-esteem. Yeah. Like. But it even affected you physically. That it affected me physically. Like, yeah. And, and that was when I realized wow like self-growth and self-work yeah is everything for how you view yourself that's like amazing yeah honestly I'm not even trying to be like this is my success story no but I I, yeah I think it's one of those things that we don't even realize like how connected your sense of self is into like your subconscious like affects everything in your life so if you are tackling that like deep as deep as you can yeah you know, it comes out in these, like, magical, beautiful ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. What would what, what it talk about? Yeah. I mean, I also have always been – I would self-identify as a people pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> like, my whole life, it's always been extremely hard for me to say no or mm-hmm. to stand up for myself. And, like, when I was younger and I was in these groups where, like, I didn't feel like I could be myself, like, I struggled with that because it's, like, I don't want to let people walk all over me, but I also kind of don't have – the backbone to like stand up for myself Mm -hmm. and I've always struggled with that I think especially living in New York and having roommates yeah I am so the opposite of a confrontational person like I hate confrontation it makes me really uncomfortable even though confrontation can be healthy I just like I I, like there can be productive confrontation I I don't care it makes me it has always made me so uncomfortable I don't want to like call someone out for something that they're doing but I think what I've learned and honestly like the these girls that I lived with last summer really like changed my perspective on things because they are very good friends but they're also roommates I was just like a subletter so I was Mm -hmm. not a a permanent roommate and the way that they interacted with each other was, like, so mature. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're friends. So, obviously, they're going to treat each other, like, with respect and kindness. But, like, if something came up, they'd be like, hey, could you do this? Hey, could you, like, please not do that? Yeah. And it would just be solved. And yeah. so, I think, like, I would, like, observe them and be like, wow, I need to, like, take a page out of their book and, like, apply this to my life. And so, I honestly feel like in the past year, I've learned to stick up for myself so much more yeah and it like I I still don't think I'm a confrontational person and I am a little bit like passive and I do I need to continue working on that Mm -hmm. but like I feel like I've just lived with people in the past where like I they've done things that have upset me or like irritated me and I've just kept it all inside and let it build up and up and up and then eventually you like explode like and you just like are like upset and so I think like I've really tried to adopt that in my life in this past year and like be like hmm I don't like this or I do like that and I'm allowed to have those opinions I think also like in like a professional environment Mm -hmm. I mean 
as someone pursuing a career in entertainment, you end up doing a lot of free work for people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like kind of how it goes. And I think like I've been happy to put myself in situations where I'm doing free work because I'm like, this is for the advancement of my career and like my aspirations. But I think at the same time, people will take advantage of you. This is something we've talked about. Like if you give people the opportunity to take advantage of you, they will they will snatch that up and they will do it. So I think that's also something that I'm trying to learn is like, even when you're a student, I mean, I'm not a student anymore as like a month ago, but even when you're a student, like you still deserve respect and like professionalism. Or at all levels of life. Yeah. And the thing is, especially in entertainment, like you never know who is going to be your boss in like two years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Things change very rapidly. Someone who you treated like shit when they were an intern three summers ago could be like determining whether you get like your next job or something so I just think it's so important to always treat people with kindness it always goes back to kindness and so like that's something I've really had to gradually like learn and like actually put into practice is like yeah it is okay to stand up for yourself and if if someone's treating you poorly and if they don't respect that then walk away they are not the kind of person that you want to be working for yeah and I'm I, I am so lucky because you know, confrontation also never has to be aggressive, like you yeah. were saying about your friend. Yeah. I am lucky that I have such amazing friends, and when we have a conversation, I don't even like calling them confrontation. Yeah. Like, because that just has so much... Weight to it. Yeah. Negative weight to it, yeah. Um, It brings us closer. Yeah. Because if you look at it as a conversation to understand one another, we all grew up differently. Yeah. We have different parents. Different we perspectives. We grew up in different neighborhoods. Yeah different religions different races everything you know so depending on your environment and your biology you're gonna view things a certain way totally and just sitting down and being like listen i want to understand yeah like empathizing yeah like just understanding you know their reasoning behind things but even so like well actually can i add one more thing yeah i was gonna that makes me think like i feel like also I grew up in environments where whenever I saw confrontation, it was, like, met with hostility. Yeah, me too. And, like, people I've lived with in the past, Mm -hmm. it's, like, every time I tried to lightly bring something up, it was met with, like, this, like, defensiveness. And I'm, like, wait, why does it have to be this way? Like, can't we just have a conversation? So once I lived with those girls last summer, I'm, like, oh, you can't control how someone responds to, like, the conversation that you're bringing up. But, like, that's not something you can control. And, like, if someone is going to respond in a hostile way like that's kind of their problem and then you don't need to like be close to that person 100 percent. but to get even in in these types of like positive confrontations Mm -hmm. i think it it takes someone like a sense of security in someone to be able to approach that so yeah um you so you went through that you decided boundaries everything Mm -hmm. and now how are you feeling um i definitely feel better about that aspect of myself compared to like a year ago it's crazy how much growth you can do in a year I know that's something we've also kind of like talked about privately but um I think like well this is like kind of a different topic but I feel like it's all tying together I have been like terrified to get older 
these past few years, I feel like once you graduate from high school, it's like, oh, shit is becoming real. Like, every year that you get older, there's, like, more responsibility. You're getting closer to, like, actually having to, like, decide what to do with your life. Yeah. So I think I just, like, had this, like, intense fear of getting older. Whereas, like, it should be something that's celebrated. Because when I look back on my life, I'm like, oh, I got wiser every year that I aged. And, like, these things... I grew in these ways. These things became better about me, like these aspects of myself. And so I think like it is crazy how much growth we can do in a year. And that's something I'm trying to teach myself is rather than being like scared of like this invisible time bomb, like ticking away, like it's like embrace how you are getting better with every year of your life. 100%. I think just change in general is such an interesting thing because yeah, we were talking scary. about like change in time and and it's it is really scary but I think maybe the most amazing part about it is like once it happens you just like wake up and you're like oh you're like, holy shit I'm changed <laughs> yeah well, yeah so I think we like said this the other day but we change every morning yeah and we don't see it we're like we're moving like a centimeter it's very slow until like six weeks later you're like Hmm. and then like (laughs) six months later you're like whoa like like, that plant has grown you know what I mean yeah when you when you start when you put seeds in a pot and you're like whoa I can see that little sprout yeah um but I think where's I going with this (laughs) you were talking about how we change every morning yeah oh yeah so I think there's this like beauty of the change oh totally like it doesn't mean necessarily you get better with age but like you just get, you become different. You just have and like, more experience. Your experiences yeah. totally shape you. And I think just tying this episode back to the last one, like, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about a little bit about how your experiences and your sense of self, like, contribute to your, to your to your self-esteem. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like, I have an intense amount of gratefulness for that change. Mm. Even if, you know, quote-unquote negative things happen because – those make you who you are yeah the reality of it is most of your and I and I just through therapy like I real realized this over time like your most in quotes negative experiences most likely bring out your most positive features yeah so you were talking about hostility at home mm-hmm. you know oh I didn't even mean at home I just meant like oh in every in aspect general. of life okay yeah H- hostility sorry I didn't mean to <laughs> You know, you're like the hostility in your home. Sorry, hostility in my home because that was my that was my issue. Yeah, but um, so hostility in general, like when you experience that, you have an urge to want to be nicer. Yeah, or and sometimes it goes the opposite way. But you know, um, mm-hmm. for you and for me, like I think that's maybe where our kindness came from, and yeah. that's one of our mo- more notable qualities. Yeah, we're both children of divorce. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I just think it's like, you know, change in, in time and experiences is so something to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Not and, and I think the most common issue is that we all experience so much shame. Oh, yeah. And that contributes. I feel like shame has been very, a very powerful feeling throughout oh, my life. I think shame is one of the most unpleasant. Oh, it's horrible. I think it's, I think, it, you know, I, I don't like to label it. emotions at all, but I think it's because I think it's a very natural one. Yeah. But I think it's even worse than anger. It's it's a horrible yeah. feeling. Yeah. It, it's like sadness, but 
on an intensely Guilt, deep embarrassment. level. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when most people talk about their past or don't talk about it, because that's usually how it goes nowadays, yeah. um, even though we're getting more open, but this is kind of like the trend that I found. We're all just ashamed of what happened to us. Yeah. And we shouldn't be ashamed because like, how awesome is it that we have our own unique brain mm. and our own pair of unique mm. eyes that, and ears and, you know, every body part, whatever. If you do or you don't have them, but whatever. <laughs> um, that has experienced life. Yeah. You know, you only get to see life through those channels mm-hmm. and they're yours and everything is unique to your life. And as yeah. much as we can be like, nothing matters, or like, you know, bones on a floating rock. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it, there, it does, you know? Well, I think that's why shame, in my opinion, is such a powerful and horrible feeling. Is yeah. because you feel like you are the only person experiencing it's it. It's super isolating. And in a way, you are experiencing your own unique kind of shame. But like, we kind of are like, this is happening to me. I'm embarrassed about it. No one else around me could understand like the exact thing that's happening to me. So I think that's how shame is like kind of formed is like you're isolating yourself from everyone else because you're like, this is a personal thing that is happening and I can't like share in that shame with anyone else to make it, to alleviate it a little bit. A hundred percent. And no one wants to admit anything but happiness nowadays, which is so weird because- you wouldn't feel happiness if you didn't experience any of these other emotions. Mm-hmm. And the happiness wouldn't mean as much. Yeah. And, and you know, when we label emotions negatively, like, for example, shame, anger, mm-hmm. sadness, I think those emotions are so important because they draw attention to yourself. Yeah. When you're happy, I feel like I don't think that much about myself because I'm happy, you know, yeah. like I'm enjoying life. I'm absorbing my surroundings when I'm sad when I'm feeling angry when I when I am shameful Mm -hmm. I am like okay I'm listening yeah you know like you really that is the time yeah you know and you can either view it as like something to like negative or you can be like all right like I get to take care of myself right now and that's Mm -hmm. so awesome it's really when it comes to these types of things I think it's about perspective yeah you know, mm-hmm. for me personally, like it took me a long time, like a number of years to admit that like I dealt with depression because mm-hmm. that felt like the most shameful thing on earth. Like I was like, I don't want to be someone who has depression. But once I acknowledged that I was like struggling mm-hmm. mentally and like I started going to therapy, I was like, this makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> like, I feel like I just never wanted to be, like, I never wanted to admit that I was someone who, like, probably should go to therapy. But then again, like, I think everyone on the earth can benefit from therapy. I've been in and out of it. I'm not in it right now. Um, I was in it a lot, while, like, while at NYU. Mm-hmm. And it just felt nice to have someone who, like, cared about how I was doing. Did it make life perfect? Like, absolutely not never and like there are periods of my life or the past few years where I've been like way more depressed than other parts you know I've gone through periods where I'm like I feel great mentally but it's like it was just there was so much shame attached to admitting that like 
I have emotions that I sometimes like don't know what to do with. And sometimes I feel sad for no particular reason. And that could be a really lonely thing unless you make the effort to not make it a lonely thing, you know, like a hundred percent. I think therapy, like maybe the most useful part of it isn't necessarily like, oh, you're addressing these things because I feel like we all have some sort of awareness of our issues. Yeah. I think it's more that it's like, it's a time and it's a place that you like, you know, establish as for you. You're giving it to yourself. Because if you're journaling and like, you know, you get a phone call, you're going to take the phone call, you know? Yeah. Unless you, you know, turn off your phone, which is awesome, but I don't do that. (laughs) But, um, and I just think, you know, I lost my train of thought. Oh my God. Well, there was actually something maybe I can bounce back off of. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Is like, I am someone who really enjoys writing poetry. Mm -hmm. That's something I've kind of found in myself for like the past like three years, I'd Mm -hmm. say. It was kind of over the pandemic that I discovered how much I love writing poetry. And I recently made the decision to stop posting my poetry online because I got to a point where I felt like I was almost like filtering my writing because I didn't want it to be like too harsh or like too sad or too dark for people to read and I got to a point where I'm like I'm this is like affecting my like art form like my creativity because I'm like scared that someone's gonna think my poem is like too dark or something but it's like if that's what my truth is and like my poems tend to be like not very like literal they're kind of like metaphorical or just speaking Mm -hmm. about literal things in like different ways like it's not like verbatim and so like if someone is interpreting something everyone's going to interpret it in in a different way and I can't control that but I'm taking a break from like because for the past few years I'll like post my poetry on my Instagram stories and I get a lot of positive feedback like Mm -hmm. I have friends that are like really supportive of my writing it always makes me feel amazing But then I was having a conversation with one of my really close friends and she was like, yeah, like sometimes I see your poems and I'm like, should I like check in on Megan? And I'm like, wait, really? Like, actually? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's like not my intention at all. Like, that's the thing, though, is you can't control how other people interpret your art. And so I decided to take some time. I'm still writing poetry, but I'm just not sharing it publicly because I'm like, I don't want to filter this. Yeah, I just want to like write my truth. And then hopefully release it all one day and, like, not have any idea who is reading it or, like, what's going on. Like, you know. to just see a random poetry and be like, I know it. Yeah. um, No, but just going into this idea of, like, you know, your poetry is your outlet for your emotions. And, like, you sharing that and being, like, unapologetically vulnerable is, Mm -hmm. first of all, admirable. Thank you. Because, you know. I mean, I never thought they were called for help, but like, <laughs> it's not that my friend thought they were calls for help because I mean, that would be a different situation. But I think she was just like, wow, like sometimes your poetry is like sad. And I'm like, well, yeah, because sometimes life is sad, you yeah. know, and you want to write about it. Yeah. And I think that is like, should be celebrated again. It, it goes back to this idea of like celebrating every aspect of yourself, even not just like the happy parts. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I think we're so focused on, we're so scared of certain things about us, like certain emotions and things like that, that I think the fear itself is yeah. is bigger than anything. And it's, it's preventing us from celebrating. Well, it goes back to being like 
those sensitive children scared of their emotions like that carries over yeah and I think at the end of the day we just all have to realize like we're human it's okay to feel different things on different days yeah and that is totally totally normal and and nothing is ever going to be linear and now I remember what I I lost (laughs) coming back full circle yeah 100% just growing up in general is such a weird concept and getting to know yourself is so weird because I like to use this analogy when I talk to people. We are our own newborn babies. Once you get out of the house and your parents aren't, like, tending to you anymore, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck, like, I have to feed myself. You know, and those are the basic things. But then you have to figure out your emotions and why you feel certain ways. So, you know, we were talking about, like, sometimes you feel sad and you don't really know why. And sometimes you yeah. feel shame and you don't really know why. And, and it's like you have a newborn baby and it's crying. Like you are your own newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And you don't know whether to feed it. You don't know whether to burp it. You don't know whether to put it to bed. And we're just trying to figure out how to soothe ourselves mm-hmm. and how to understand ourselves so we can make ourselves feel better. And mm-hmm. I think part of the time, like a lot of it has to do with just letting yourself take up space and feel these emotions. Yeah. And I've noticed ever since I realized that, you know, things pass way faster you yeah. know I'll be like I'm having a bad day I'm gonna sit this one out I'm gonna embrace that I'm, I'm having gonna, a bad day you know yeah. and then feel a gratefulness that I took the time for myself yeah and then you know it passes and sometimes you feel sad like emotions don't necessarily emotions are super subconscious they're deeply embedded in your subconscious sometimes you feel sad about something that happened years ago and you don't oh, even yeah. know why like the body remembers everything totally so it's it's just that, that whole science of it is really interesting yeah. But I don't know, just even being like, I'm a full p- person and being a full person comes with these full sets of feelings and emotions and I'm going to celebrate all of them. Yeah. I think that brings you so much peace, almost. so much peace Yeah, and so much, you know, and, and I think it helps you handle things with like a lot more, it, it, it becomes smoother because mm-hmm. you are just like, Again, the filtering thing. I'm just going to let myself be. Yeah. And it definitely is, like, easier said than done. A hundred percent. I think, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, an everyday process. You're constantly growing. Like we said, you are a little bit different every single morning of mm-hmm. your life. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, like, a good thing, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but I think, like, I've I've heard people, like, be asked the question like what is one thing you would like tell your younger self and I feel like for me it would be like things are gonna be fucking hard sometimes there's no way around that you're not gonna be able to like avoid that but just allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and like try to not give in to the shame and like when that shame does come around because again you can't control it just try to tell yourself like there's nothing to be ashamed about Mm-hmm. It's okay to not always feel amazing. And anyone who is convincing you that you should always feel amazing is living in a different world and is not someone that you need in your life, you know? like well, They're also probably not 100% being 100% truthful. Of course. Because we are not yeah. made, you know, chemically. No. To feel one way. My mom and I used to talk about, like, it's funny because in my one of my first, like, writing classes at NYU, I think, of it, yeah, it was, like, the only creative writing class I took we had to write these like short stories and I ended up writing mine about 
this girl who like lived outside of this bubble, like a physical bubble. Cause my mom and I would always talk about how there's like this like invisible bubble. Mm-hmm. Some people live inside of it mm-hmm. and it's almost like the ignorance is bliss kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like they are unaware. They're not fully aware. And so it's easy to envy those people because they might not be feeling all of these negative things like to their fullest extent because they're living inside this like protective bubble but we used to say like we would rather live outside of the bubble and like have shitty days and like feel than be kind of like unaware it's like the red or blue pill from like yeah <laughs> yeah and but in so, a cuter like more yeah. poetic way <laughs> but yeah i think it's so true it's like living outside the bubble is hard and it's gonna like really hurt sometimes but at the end of the day it's gonna make you a more well-rounded and wise person yeah definitely and i think just getting to that point of realization like is just a game changer on how you view yourself yeah and I kind of liked how you said it like things that you would say to your old your older self Mm -hmm. younger self I mean yeah (laughs) oh my god sometimes my English gets um I think that's a why don't we end the episode like that yeah um what is if you could be like you know talk maybe say like a couple words about Let's pick, let's pick an age. Like, should we? Okay. Okay. And then, like, let's say what we were kind of feeling at that point in time and what you would tell that Maybe younger like, version of yourself. I feel like for me, like, when I think back on my life, I'm like, for some reason, 14 was such, like, a pivotal yeah. age for me. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same. No, me too. That's kind of... Because, like, you're kind of graduating from eighth grade and then you're going to high school. It's, like, a lot of change is happening in your life. You're grappling with a lot, yeah. like, friends, like, all this stuff. Yeah, no, 14 was a big year. Yeah, okay, so why don't we do 14? Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I already kind of said, like, my one piece about, like, allow yourself to, like, feel what you're feeling and try not to give in to that shame. But I think also I would tell myself, like, you are, like, fucking awesome. Stop, like, not believing that you're great and you have so much to offer, whether it's, like, friendship or, like, your talents or like just like how you treat people is like enough like you're gonna go through like several years now where like you're not always gonna feel like who you are is like enough to make people like you but like fuck that those people don't matter right you know it's like I think like I would just tell myself like keep trying to live authentically to who you are because who you are is really awesome and it might not feel like that all the time and you're gonna feel insecure and compare yourself to others but like when you look back in like nine years now it's been since then you're gonna be like I'm so proud yeah of like who I was at my core and like that that is like you don't have to change that for anyone yeah I I love that so much um I think what I would say to my younger self is like I I didn't leave you behind I think there's um wait stop I'm gonna (laughs) cry I think I think when we grow up and we like go through things I'm also like it's pretty tearing up a little bit it's like emotional Um, yeah when we grow up I I I almost feel like you know you have different versions of yourself and they're almost like their own people yeah and that's kind of how I view it I just like I think me at 14 felt very alone yeah and so I just me want too. her to yeah Aww. I just want her to know like you know I didn't leave you behind like I celebrate you like you feel beautiful like you treat people amazing like <laughs> you know I have so much gratefulness for who 
I have been and who I'm gonna be that like I don't know I just would want her to know that like she feels that way now so oh my god <laughs> people <laughs> cannot see that we're both crying right now. Yeah. we're both um, tearing up but that's yeah. so beautiful because I think like throughout my life I don't know if you feel the same but one of my biggest fears has always been being left behind yeah, whether that be too. physically emotionally yeah. mentally and so I think that's so beautiful to be like I did not leave that version of myself behind she's still with me oh 100 percent. all versions are really yeah we have like a commune <laughs> we have a commune of yeah. mia's and yeah. <laughs> literally but yeah that's what i would tell her i think that's like such a beautiful thing to end on thank you oh this is such a lovely conversation yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely um stay tuned for our episode next week yeah we thank have you. more coming yeah thank you for listening bye guys